Welcome to The Last Trump, a radio show on end times prophecy. We encourage you to get your Bibles out and go to the scriptures with us as we look at the biblical truths found within the Bible that are pointing us to the soon coming of Jesus Christ. And now, live from the Revolution Studios on Grand Island, New York, here's your host, Mike Chory. Welcome tonight to The Last Trump, and we are delighted to be with you and so glad that you're with us tonight for these next two hours. Uh, the first hour, of course, on Bible Prophecy, and then coming up, the second hour, Cross-Eyed Radio. You're not going to want to miss that tonight. Uh, we have a special guest tonight in studio, two special guests, actually uh, missionary from the nation of the continent of India, the country of India, India I'll get it right, and boy, is he uh, a man of God, and they call him the Billy Graham of India, and tonight he's going to be my guest on Crossside Radio and also a few others, so you want to stay tuned and hear what God is doing all over the world in these last days, and he is moving, friend. God is, he is saving souls, changing lives, changing cities, and changing nations. Yes, the enemy has come in like a flood, but the Bible says the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against it. And I'm I'm here to tell you tonight, we're believing for one last great revival before the Lord takes us home. And I know that there is nothing else that can save America tonight than an old-fashioned, true blue, red-hot, Jesus-loving, devil-stomping, Holy Ghost-filled revival. And that's what the church needs. That's what Buffalo, that's what Western New York needs. That's what Toronto, Southern Ontario, America, Canada. We need to believe God. We need to cry out for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Well, tonight here on The Last Trump, we're going to be in the book of Revelation. It's been several months since we have been uh, able to get back to Revelation. So much has been happening in the world. And of course, we were in Israel for uh, two weeks. And then when we came back, we've been covering the war. We're going to talk more about that tonight and how that fits into Bible prophecy. But get your Bibles out tonight and get ready to learn the book of Revelation. We're going to go into Ezekiel uh, and that prophecy of of the war of all wars, the battle of Armageddon, because that is what is lining up right now. And um, it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be, uh, there's really not going to be a safe place in this world when God begins to pour out his wrath. And tonight we're going to talk about it right from the word of God. But tonight we want to start out with a special song. If the Lord builds a house, they can't tear it down. Let this song be a blessing to you tonight. Let's get in the spirit and get ready to hear the word of God. This is the last Trump Mike Shorey. We're glad you're aboard tonight. We're not going to pull any punches, no compromise. I built them my own day, but the walls couldn't stay. I trusted my own strength, but it was
That's Hope Darst, and I love that song. We do it at our church. If the Lord builds the house, ain't nobody going to tear it down. And uh, to use some bad language today, ain't nobody going to tear down this this house when God builds it. And I love the lyrics. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And, you know, that's really what every dad, every father who is the priest of his home should say uh, really to the devil and to all the demons. As for me and my house, we're not going to serve anyone else but the Lord. Listen, fellas, you are the priest of your home, and you must set the tone. We are a, a Jesus family. This house belongs to the Lord. Uh, every pastor, every church belongs to the Lord. And I love the line, here's the keys, won't you come on in, and everything I have is yours. Have you surrendered to the Lord in that way? Joshua said it a long time ago, choose this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I can't decide for your house. You can't decide for my house. But I'm just going to serve notice right now. The Chory house belongs to the Lord. And we gave the Lord the keys a long time ago, and we invited him in, and everything we have is his. And uh, we don't have a lot of money in the bank, really don't have anything in the bank. Everything we have, we give to, to the Lord's work and to obviously to stay alive and meet your needs. But whatever, ex- uh, whatever excess we have, we want to put it into the ministry. We want to put it into souls. You know, as my dad says, my dad is 91 years old. He's going to turn 92 in February. And some of you have been asking about him. He had a stroke a few months ago. My dad had perfect health till 91. And the Lord slowed him down a little bit with this stroke. But I'll tell you what it has done. It has made my my dad more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I mean, the Holy Spirit comes on him all the time. And the love that I see coming out of him for the Lord and for his family, it's just beautiful. 
And he said a long time ago to me, he said, Mike, you can't take it with you. I've never seen a Hearst following, uh, you know, I've never seen a Brinks truck following a hearse. That's what I want to say. You can't take it with you. And my dad said, you know, naked I came into this world. If I go out the same, I broke even. <laughs> I like that. And so give to the Lord's work. Give to missions. Give to your local church. Give to families in need. This is the Thanksgiving season followed by Christmas. And it is more blessed to give than to receive. And I can't answer for you. And you can't answer for me. But I'm here to tell you, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to give to the Lord's work. And if the Lord builds the house, ain't nobody going to tear it down. Glory to God. I feel that tonight. Well, tonight we're going to go to the 15th chapter of the book of Revelation. Now, I want to say this about the book of Revelation. We've been teaching this, trying to teach this for many months here over radio and we have seen more people find the Lord during the radio broadcasts on the book of Revelation than many, maybe any other book that we've taught from. And I'll tell you why. Because when you study the last book in the Bible, the 66th book of the Bible, and you study these chapters, the fear of God comes on you. You begin to see that one day Jesus is coming back. And he's coming back not to be laughed about, uh, laughed about or to be spit upon or to be mocked, but he's coming back to judge the nations. He's coming back as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And he is a man of war. He is a God of war. And he is going to speak in the last days. He's speaking right now. But he is going to speak in judgment of the nations that have come against his people. He is going to show the world, friend, that he is the God of Israel. And every person that is born again tonight, everyone that has given their life to Jesus, and Jesus lives inside your heart, your body is the temple of the Lord. You are a part of the nation of Israel. Did you know that? The Bible says that we have been grafted in. I'm talking about Gentiles, non-Jews. We are grafted in to the commonwealth of Israel. We are part of God's elect. And the Bible says in Christ, there's neither Jew nor Gentile, neither male nor female. When you come to Jesus... God sees you as his son or his daughter. You're in Christ. That is your new identity. So, so my, my identity changes. Your identity changes when you come to the Lord. We're now a part of his family. And the Bible tells us that he chose Abraham all the way back in Genesis chapter 12. He chose Abram and he changed his name to Abraham, the father of many nations. And through Abraham came Isaac and through Isaac came Jacob, Jacob through the, uh, the brothers, the 12 tribes of Israel, and it formed a nation. And the nation is called Israel. 
and that nation birthed the Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach. And even though today, because of unbelief, 99% or 98%, it's about that, about 2% of the Jewish people in the world are messianic. 98% have rejected Jesus as the Messiah. But God is going to use the seven-year tribulation that we find here in the book of Revelation. He's going to use it to humble the Jewish people, the nation of Israel. He's going to bring them virtually to their knees where there's no other hope but for God to save them. And the Lord is going to save the nation of Israel after the world has come against them. And the Antichrist will formulate 10 nations, the Bible tells us, to attack them at the end of the seven-year tribulation. And it'll look like the Jews have lost. They have finally been defeated, and they'll be surrounded. And in that moment, Jesus Christ will come out of the eastern sky riding on a white horse, And myriads, I'm talking about myriads, multiplied multiplicities of multitudes will be riding on white horses behind him. It's called God's army. And the Lord will come back. The Bible says he's got a flame of fire in his eyes. He's got a sword of judgment coming out of his mouth. And on his thighs are written, King of Kings, and Lord of Lords, and he's going to judge the nations, and he is going to put an end to evil as we know it. And the Lord is going to set up his millennial kingdom in Jerusalem for 1,000 years. And what you and I are witnessing right now through this war in the Middle East over in Gaza, this is just the beginning of the end. This is not going to be, and this is in my opinion, it's not going to get better. And it really is in my opinion, it's the word. The only thing it could do is slow down for a time. But if it doesn't, where this is leading, this war between Israel and the Palestinians, particularly the Hamas terrorists, but you've got Hezbollah in the north, you've got Iran pulling the strings. And you've got countries like Turkey now turning on Israel. I read the other day Russia declaring Israel as their enemy. This is all prophesied in the book of Ezekiel. And so what we're we're watching is we're watching the beginning of the assemblance of the nations of the world coming against God's nation and God's people. And do their unbelief. They, they hate the Jewish people. And many of them don't even know why they hate the Jewish people. They've just been brought up that way. But what is behind that hatred is really not flesh and blood. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But against principalities and powers and spiritual forces of wickedness. The hatred for the Jews, listen to me tonight, is ultimately coming from the devil himself. Because 
he knows he was defeated at the cross. He knows that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. He knows that Jesus Christ offers salvation to the Jews first and then to the Gentiles. And he vehemently hates the Jewish people because they gave us the Bible and they gave us Jesus. Now, what I'm trying to say to you tonight, this is not a war right now, really, politically, or even the Palestinians versus the Jews. That It looks that way, but really what it is, is this is a spiritual war against the God of the Bible. And people that do not believe in Jehovah God, people that do not believe in Jesus Christ as God, are the ones that are behind this hatred. Now, not every person in the world that that doesn't believe in Jesus hates the Jews or is behind this. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying, the spirit behind the hatred, the anti-Semitism that we're seeing on the on the rise right now is coming from Satan himself. And it's because he knows his time is short. He's running out of time. Uh, before we go to the 15th chapter of Revelation, I want you to go with me to Matthew chapter 24. There is a, a powerful verse there that I think everyone is aware of, but maybe, but maybe not. In Matthew's gospel, the 24th chapter, the disciples came to Jesus. This is just a few days before he would go to the cross and die for the sins of the world. And they came to him and they asked him this question. What are the signs of your of the end of the of the end of the age? What will be the signs of your coming? In Matthew 24 verse 3 it says, "He sat upon the mount of olives." The disciples came unto him privately. Now, let me just help you a moment. He's speaking to the Jews. There wasn't one Gentile that was a disciple. All the 12 that he chose were Jews, Jewish people. And he came to them privately, or they came to him privately, and they said to the Lord, tell us, when shall all these things be? And what shall be the sign of your coming? and of the end of the world. And really that should be translated the end of the age. And Jesus answered them and he said, take heed that no man deceives you. Now, the number one tool of the devil is deception. Right in this passage, Jesus is placing deception as Satan's greatest weapon. We, we have just recently come out with a book, and I would highly recommend that you order this from our ministry. It's called The Great Deception. And what the Lord showed me in the COVID crisis, the pandemic that shut down this nation back in 2020, that there was, and it still is, and it's growing worse, a deception in the church today. And we have shifted our focus off of evangelism and onto the political 
battle that's in this country between the Republicans and the Democrats. And, and, and let me say this, our nation has never been in more trouble pro- politically than it is right now. But our answer is not a person. It's not who's president. The only answer for the United States of America and where we see ourselves today, which is on the brink of judgment for the sins of this nation, is only the Lord can save this nation. And, and, and I'm not here tonight to bash a political party or to condemn the left or the right. I'm here to tell you tonight, unless a man be born again, he shall not enter the kingdom of God. As corrupt as our government is today, and, and only the Lord knows how corrupt, but we see things, right? I mean, we see things in our nation. We've to- torn down the Ten Commandments off the school walls. We took prayer out of school. We won't give out Bibles. We can't even mention the name of Jesus. Coaches of athletic teams are afraid to pray with their players before the game, even though now the Supreme Court ruled that it's legal for a coach to pray with his team before a game as long as it's voluntary. But we continue to lead a generation amorally. We don't stand for what the Bible says is sin anymore. And and we tonight as a nation are in a heap of trouble. And and the answer is not to fight this thing politically. Think about this for a moment. Who is the example of us for us of how to live? It's Jesus. As a Christian, he is the role model And Jesus Christ lived at a time when the government of his day was 10 times more corrupt than the government of the United States or Canada. It was called the Roman Empire. And they had had a king named Caesar who thought he was God and wanted to be worshipped as God. And yet, in the midst of that evil, you can search the scriptures, Jesus never condemned Rome And he never condemned Caesar. Yet we've got Christians today that want to condemn the president, condemn the government, condemn this, condemn that. Friend, let me tell you something. What do you expect sinners to do? Sinners sin. Sinners go in the wrong direction. They don't know any better. And I'm not not trying to make an excuse for what's going on in America. It's terrible. But the answer is not to condemn the left or the right. The answer is to preach the gospel. Where would you be? Where would I be tonight if I didn't know Jesus? I can remember the first time when I started to read the Bible, I started saying, I didn't know that was a sin. I didn't know that was a sin. And I had to change the way that I was living once I knew the Bible, once I knew what God's laws required and, and I knew the difference between good and evil. Now, before I was a Christian, I knew some things. Just naturally, you knew murder was wrong. But did I know that if you lust after another woman that's not your wife, if you, that, that's as good as committing adultery? Did I know that when you use the Lord's name in vain, it's a sin? No. 
But when I read the Bible, I started to learn these things. I started to learn that jealousy and gossip and slander were, were sins. And I started to see for the first time, abortion was murder. I started to see that sexual sin was against a person's body. The only sin that's against your body is a sexual sin. And I, and I knew what God said about same-sex attraction. I knew what God said about fornication. I knew what God said about adultery. And I knew that if I committed those sins, God would judge me. God would discipline me. And that was the deterrent because he was living inside of me and I wanted to please him and I did not want to go away from him. Do you expect the world to act that way? No. But so if we, what I'm trying to say to you tonight, if we want to change America, you're not going to do it by condemning Joe Biden. The church, we need to get on our knees and we need to pray for whoever it is from the president all the way down to the principal of your local high school, that they would receive Christ as their Lord and Savior, be filled with the Holy Spirit, and begin to understand what is right and wrong in the eyes of God. Not what is right and wrong in the eyes of the liberals or the conservatives in our nation. We've got a job to do, and we've got to first pray and seek God for a revival. And we've got to share the gospel wherever we go. This is the hope for America. And, and so when you look at Jesus as the role model, do you know where he had his strictest or his stern messages and where he got really tough? It wasn't with Rome. It wasn't with the Roman army. No, you know where it was? It was in the church where there was hypocrisy with the Pharisees and the Sadducees that were religious on the outside, but they were wicked on the inside. He went twice into the temple, the beginning of his ministry and the end of his ministry, and he overturned the tables and, because they were selling and trying to make money in the house of God. And he said, my house shall be called a house of prayer for the nations, but you've made it a den of thieves. They made it the temple about merchandise instead of about souls. And so we here on the last Trump, we're not, we're not here to condemn the sinner. We're here to tell you what's coming. We're here to tell you God's getting ready to judge the nations. And he is going to use all of this anti-Semitism that's going to increase. Uh, and I, and I, I hate saying that. Because the, the Jewish people, we should love them. We, sh we pray for them. They gave us Jesus. They gave us the Bible. And God is the God of that nation. At least that's what my Bible says. Whether they believe it or not, Jehovah is the God of Israel. And we should support them. But let me say this to you tonight. My Bible tells me it's going to get worse for the Jews. And it's going to get worse for the world. And we, we are seeing the beginning of it right now. We are seeing the beginning of the end. And he said in the 24th chapter, do not be deceived. What's happening right now was prophesied 2,000 years ago. I'm reading from the sixth verse, Jesus speaking about the signs of the end. 
And I want to read actually in verse five, for many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. And so it was Jesus that said, there is going to be war. There's going to be rumors of war. And this is one of the signs. But then listen to what he said tonight. He said, see that you be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. The end doesn't happen until the second coming, when Jesus comes back. That's when the millennial reign begins. And he said in verse 7, For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famine and pestilences and earthquakes in divers places. Boy, don't we have that right now. But he said all these things are the beginning of sorrows. And then listen to verse 9. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Who is Jesus speaking to? He's speaking to the Jews. 2,000 years ago, Jesus said that to the Jewish people, in the last days, right before I come back, you are going to be delivered up to be afflicted and you shall be killed. They shall kill you. That's what happened on October 7th, friend. The Hamas terrorists went into those Israeli homes and they killed 1,400 people. And then he said, and you shall be hated of a few nations? No, all nations for my namesake. That means in the very tribulation, the seven-year period that's just ahead, it will get so bad in this world, no nation will come to Israel's rescue. And let me say this, that's what you're seeing right now beginning. The anti-Semitism that you're seeing was prophesied by Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago. This Bible is true. And everything it is, it is said about the future has come to pass or is about to come to pass. And what Israel has been doing for the last 2,000 years is denying Christ, not believing that Jesus is the Messiah. But the reason that they are hated is because of Christ. Think of the irony of this. 98% of that nation does not believe in Jesus Christ as God, as their Messiah. They've denied him and they've pushed him aside. But because of Jesus Christ is why all these nations hate them. And why? Because There's a spirit behind it. And the people that hate the Jews don't even realize it, but they are being led by an antichrist spirit, by Satan himself, who vehemently hates God. And he wants people to not believe in Jesus as their Messiah. Verse 10 in Matthew 24, and then shall many be offended. See, Jesus Christ is an offense. When a Jew comes to Jesus, 
when a Muslim comes to Jesus, their family disowns them. They hate them. Why? Because there is a hatred for the God of the Bible. That's what this is all about. This is not really against the Jews versus the Arabs or the Palestinians or anything. This is Satan versus the God of creation. And the God of creation, his name is Jesus. He spoke the world into existence, friend. He came down from heaven because he loves you and he put on human flesh. It's called the incarnation. And he allowed the very ones who created him to spit upon him, to mock him, to beat him, to take a a whip and whip him 39 times. Isaiah, the prophet said he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of his, of our peace was upon him. Upon who? Jesus. And by his stripes, we are healed. If we believe, if we trust in the blood that he shed for us, these scriptures here, spoken by Jesus are happening right now. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. The Jews who are going to accept Christ, listen, there's a great revival coming to the Jewish people during the tribulation period. And and the Jews who accept Christ are going to be the brunt of hatred, the brunt of animosity. And Jesus said, many prophets, false prophets, shall rise and deceive many. We're going to see the false prophet, a religious leader that's going to lead the world towards worshiping this one world leader called the Antichrist. And we are seeing the beginning of it right now. In the 15th chapter of the book of Revelation, it begins the seven last plagues of the seven years. And I want to read these verses to you tonight. I'm in Revelation 15, verse 1. And I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having seven plagues. And this is proclaiming the concluding judgments of the last seven years. These will be the worst judgments the world has ever seen. For in them is filled up the wrath of God. That means the anger of God is going to be poured out on this world very soon. You you think it's bad now? Wait till God starts pouring out his wrath. And verse two says, and I saw as it were a sea of glass, glass mingled with fire. And them who had gotten the victory over the beast at speaking of the Antichrist and over his image and over his mark. We talked about the mark of the beast, the number 666. It says that they will, they, they overcame. They got victory over the beast, over his image and over the mark and over the number of his name. And they stood on the sea of glass, having harps of God, worshiping God. Do you know the number 666 is very close to the number 888? If you look at it on paper, 
A six just needs another loop to make it an eight. The number of Jesus in the, in the numerical system of the Hebrew language, when each letter has a number, and the number, J-E-S-U-S, or let me say the name, J-E-S-U-S, when you add up the number of each letter, the J, the E, the S, the U, the S, that's given to each one of those letters, it, it formulates the number 888, 888. Satan took the number six, 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 six. Six is the number of man. He hates man. He wants to kill and destroy every person. He wants to take them down into hell. That's, that's Muslims, that's Christians, that's Jews, that's everyone. He shows no partiality. He hates the whole world. But God's number, Jesus's number is 888. And the number eight in the Bible is the number of new beginning. When Jesus came out of that tomb, it was a new beginning for the world. And tonight you can have a new beginning. If you receive Jesus Christ and you become born again, you are going to have a new beginning. And when your life ends on this earth, then you're really going to experience a new beginning with Jesus in his kingdom forever and forever. And these in the great tribulation that will not take that mark of the beast, 666, upon their head or upon their their forearm or their wrist, they're going to sing this song. It says in verse Three And they sang the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are your works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways. Thou King of saints, who shall not fear you, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you are holy, for all nations shall come and worship before you, for your judgments are made manifest. They're going to show up during this time of the great tribulation, but they're really going to be seen at the battle of Armageddon when the Antichrist and these nations come against Israel and they are going to lose that battle, friend. God is going to rescue the nation of Israel. Verse five, and after that I looked and behold the temple, the tabernacle, the testimony in heaven was open and the seven angels came out of the temple having seven plagues clothed in pure and white and having their breasts girded with golden girdles. And one of the four beasts gave unto the seven angels seven golden bowls full of the wrath of God who lives forever and ever. And the temple in heaven was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power. And no man was able to enter into the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels were fulfilled. Now next week, we're going to open up to you those seven angels bowl judgments but let me say this to you tonight we're on the eve of the beginning of this great book of revelation and i want to ask you tonight have you made jesus christ the lord of your life do you need another sign we've got famine we've got earthquakes we've got pestilences And now we've got wars and rumors of war. We are living in Bible prophecy. We are living in the last days. 
And it's time for you and your family to get in the ark before it's too late. And if you know Jesus, it's time to go out and warn the world that what you're seeing in the Middle East was prophesied 2,000 years ago by Jesus Christ. Then every word has come true or is coming true or will come true. We're living in the most dangerous times, but we're living in the most exciting times. Jesus said, do not be afraid because your Redeemer is at the door. And very soon that door is going to open and he's going to be standing in the clouds and he's going to call his bride up yonder. And I'm telling you tonight, God wants you to be ready because he loves you. And I'm going to pray a prayer tonight. And I don't care, no matter what you've done, what sin you've committed, he will wash and cleanse you of every sin. It doesn't matter if you're, if you're a Hindu, a Muslim. It doesn't matter if you're black, white, yellow, or red. He loves you. And he wants to come into your life. And listen, hear me tonight. Jesus wants to be your personal Lord and Savior. He wants you to know him personally. He wants you to have a relationship with him. There is no other God in the world that has been offered that is personal because all the other gods are dead. They never existed. Satan made them up to try to fool the world to get them to not believe in the one true God. But Jesus is real. And if you give him a chance tonight, he'll be real in you. So pray with me, won't you? Just say these words out loud wherever you may be and just pray and mean it with all of your heart. Say it out loud right now. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. Lord, I admit to you that I'm a sinner and I cannot save myself. And Lord, tonight I want a relationship with you. I want to know that I'm forgiven. I want to know that I'm cleansed and that I can have eternal life. And so right now I repent exactly what you said to do. I turn from my way of living and I put my faith tonight in Jesus Christ who died on the cross for me. I believe in you, Jesus. And I believe you rose from the dead. And right now I receive you into my heart, into my life. Come in and be my Lord and Savior. And I ask this all in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen and amen. And if you just prayed with me, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to your phone right now. There are operators waiting at Joshua Revolution to take your call. I'm going to give you the book that we've written, Cross-Eyed, How to Have Victory Over Sin. It'll help you to learn how to walk with God. The number to call, 716-229-8000 or one 444 Go to your phone, call tonight, and tell them, I pray with Pastor Mike to receive Christ. Hey, stay tuned. Coming up next, Cross-Eyed Radio. You have been listening to The Last Trump, a radio talk show sponsored by Joshua Revolution. If The Last Trump has been a blessing to you, please let us know by sending a testimony on how the program has helped you. If you would like to support The Last Trump financially, you can send financial gifts to Joshua Revolution, P.O. Box 923, Grand Island, New York, 14072, or go to our website at joshuarevolution.org. 
We thank you for your help and prayers. And remember to tune in next week at 8.30 p.m. for The Last Trump, a study on end times prophecy.